heaven, do people have faith? Do they argue over beliefs there? You might think everyone in heaven must believe the same thing or think the same way about things, but Swedenborg found that the reality is quite different. We explore what distinguishes people and communities in the afterlife right now inside Off the Left Eye. Knock, knock, Dr. Jonathan Rose. It's your two favorite people, Chelsea Odner and Curtis Childs. Hey, hey, hey. Come on in. How lovely to see you. Yes, so great to see you. And you look especially glowy today. I wonder what you've been reading. I got excited by our discussion last time about the nature of religion and the church on earth. And some passages jumped out at me about religion, spirituality, the church, how that plays out for us mm. after death. Oh, nice. You know, what what's valuable about that or how does that cross with us when we uh, pass on into the afterlife? So uh, this first one is 2799. And Swedenborg starts with a quote from Hosea and then explains it. In Hosea... Quote, I will strike a pact with them on that day, with the wild animal of the field, and with the bird in the heavens, and the creeping animal of the ground, and bow, and sword, and war, I will break off from the earth, and I will make them lie down securely. End quote. That's Hosea 2, 18. Mm. Then Swedenborg explains quite briefly, this is about the Lord's kingdom, breaking bow sword and war means that no one there fights over doctrine or truth. Mm, nice. Oh my gosh, I love that. No one there fights over doctrine or truth. A, a chilling effect on the debate club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was getting so good. I mean, I'm sure they they wonder and discuss and have interesting, you know, probably an amazing exchange of ideas. Like, I love what Swedenborg describes about, like, every, you know, every person has their own, like, perception about the divine and spiritual life. And so, like, you get enriched by all these different perspectives, but it's never a fight, you know? Yeah, it's never a over, over doctrine like that. That's so interesting. Yeah, he recounts a number of scenarios or, or events that he witnessed where people and groups of people go around and what I would call debate ideas where right. they say the group from the north what do you think about this and everybody right. puts out an opinion and someone even gets a crown or a prize at the end for being the best but I'm thinking what he says there, there, don't, there doesn't appear to be any malice in those and there's not yeah. A, and there's really not even not even that much back and forth. It's people say what they say, and and that's it. Right. <laughs> that's interesting. Sometimes it's even um, what would you say cumulative, uh, like yeah. each opinion layers onto the next, adding right. up to an understanding that they then gather together, and um, it, it's just one of those stunning things that Swedenborg puts out from time to time, but. Uh, Religion, as we know it, would be almost unrecognizable if you took those elements out. <laughs> you know, that's what so much of the energy goes into. I, I just thought that was quite stunning. 
it might be a whole lot more appealing to a lot of people too if that were the case <laughs> yeah well this is off-putting to a lot of people because there's you don't necessarily know who's right but it's just this acrimony and right you mm. know and endless debate going back and forth here's another little glimpse into what does or does not survive death this is number 3242 here is how matters stand with a person who focuses on the truth taught by faith. None are allowed into the Lord's kingdom, but those who have the goodness taught by faith, because the goodness taught by faith has to do with life. A religious life stays with us after death, but religious doctrine does not, unless it is integrated into our life. Mm. Still, people who focus on the truth of faith, that is, who champion faith and describe it as essential because that's how they've been taught, but live good lives, okay, that is, are Christian at heart, just not on their lips, are in the Lord's spiritual kingdom. Hmm. Nice. I have a couple of thoughts about that. I guess one is this quality I was getting from like the first part of what you were reading about like... Uh, how how all these faith ideas really are meant to be about our life and like that integration. Like there are a lot of things that we believe that are kind of like running the way we think in our minds and we maybe just never question them. You know, they're just kind of like the the software that's running in the background. But that might, you know, in a lot of cases, those can be like harmful beliefs or things that are, actually, you know, draining a lot of our life energy for believing those things, you know, so it's like if you're, uh, it just, it just suggests to me how useful it is to like, really examine what, what am I really believing? And is that what I really believe? Like, is this really how I want to live my life is according to these beliefs? Or, or like, what, what would be the most um, loving or, you know, like that, like, uh, what Swedenborg says about just like the the welfare of the entire human race and just like what's this that bigger picture of love and so it just like rather than it being like a binary of like well you're this type of person or that but just sort of like it promoting that engagement of really like examining your beliefs and really thinking how do I want to live and what's the kind of uh, life I want to have and then how f when you just even have that humility what a fruitful process that can that ends up being because then the divine can flow in and start to redirect you you know start to really show you what love really is um and like prepare you for you know just that that way of being it sounds good to me and i just add on to that that he doesn't dismiss faith because the, the people in the first way of being that's that's the right way they are doing what faith teaches so faith is there for both groups of people but the first one just act on it the utility of it is different it's such a plea isn't it for living by your beliefs because then you can bring the whole thing with you yeah you know you you maintain that that and even if you were very faith and truth oriented you end up in the Lord's spiritual kingdom, which is an incredible place to be. Yeah, that is interesting, right? That that like 
if you're trying to live by it, even if your ideas are a little bit, you know, the ideas, sort of the angels and the divine can work with ongoing, you know, like we can always be uh, rethinking and having new ideas and new have new truth come in, but it has to have that ground of that, of a life of love um, to, to connect to. Mm. And this last passage is about how we are placed in the other world. Like, what are the criteria for where you end up specifically? And uh, the way we divide things in this world about, oh, are you a, you know, are you a Methodist? Are you a Mormon? Are you a, you know, Greek Orthodox? Or what's your religion? Uh, doesn't even make Swedenborg's list of four things. <laughs> That, that place us. In 2873, he says, For this reason, we are all distinguished from each other in the next life according to our type of freedom. To put the same thing another way, we're distinguished according to what we love and are affected by. You knew that one was coming. Wow. And then he's got a, two more. Consequently, we are distinguished according to the pleasures of our life which is the same as saying we're distinguished according to our life. And that's the list? That's the list. Wow. I got to say, I was just blown away by that first one. Distinguished according to the type of freedom. But that freedom seems like it has all those other things inside of it. Like he's sort of peeling back the layers kind of and going right deeper. And wow, that just really strikes me. I guess also thinking about the what I was just saying in response to the other quote about that importance of us examining our beliefs or like really understanding that connection that no belief, like a belief leads to a certain kind of life. You know, if you believe this thing, how does that mean you're living your life? And so, and then if you think about what is that, what kind of a life is that, then you can say, well, is that really belief, you know, is that belief really worth, worth it? Or is that really not that good of a belief because it, is associated with like a not great life or something. But all of that is in this context of engaging our freedom, you know, like knowing, hey, guess what? You're free to believe whatever you want, you know, and you're free to live a life of love and uh, finding pleasure in life and having this life. And that's like, that's, you're going to find your people no matter what. I think that's, yeah, one of those amazing things about the worldview as Swedenborg describes it. It seems like the distinctions based on doctrinal or religious affiliation sound cartoony next to those distinctions. Ah, yes. The distinctions <laughs> based on what kind of freedom we have, what we love. Of course, of course that could classify us as different kinds of people. It's almost like the other kinds of classifications based on some kind of affiliation with some set of religious dogmas that you do or don't know about. Or it's, it's almost laughable compared with something so real and deep as that. Hmm. Totally. I love it. And at the end there, the way that it talks, uses that word life, because often when Swedenborg uses the word life, I think of the way we behaved, what we did with our time on this planet, that kind of thing. But 
in that context of talking about our freedom, our love, our pleasures, it's more like, no, it's what is the life in us right now? You know, what what gets yeah. us out of bed? What what drives us? When do we feel yeah. most alive? And, and um, so that's a cool word that he ends on at the end there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like our life force. I love that framing of it. I love that question anyway of like, you know, what gets you out of bed in the morning? But like, what gets you uh, most excited to go out and do? And then like that, that is your life. The energy that literally drives, you know, drives you and gets you excited to go out and do things. That is so cool. Mm. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Boy, are we lucky to have you following your passion in life (laughs) so we get to come here week after week and hear these awesome ideas. These sessions are what get us out of bed in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel very blessed to be part of it. I really do. Mm. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to the next time we can get together. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. All passages quoted in this episode are sneak peeks from upcoming volumes of the New Century Edition translation of Secrets of Heaven. If you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to Swedenborg.com slash donate. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.